Hey everybody, welcome to episode 163 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. Oh God, you're loud today on my speaker. Or oh, yeah. Headphones, speakers, you know, same thing. Yeah. Headphones are tiny speakers, are they not? If nothing else? That's true. <clears throat> I'm very tired. Yeah. I sound tired. I'm going to sound tired. Hmm. Um. So we have a, a short one actually this week because there's only one thing to review. We haven't really had time to watch many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't hear the best things about Jungle Book, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, so I'll I haven't want... watched Jungle Book. There was Are you like kidding a new me? One, right? You didn't watch the original either? No, I watched the oh. original. There was the new one. Phew. Um, so I'm, I'm going to wait on that. I'm not paying for that really. Yeah. Um, not that I was like chomping at the bit to watch it, but yeah. I was like, oh, if it's free, if they put it for free on Disney, then like, sure. But I'm not paying whatever $25 or whatever it is. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Um, but we did, we did, um, a friend of, uh, some friends of, friends of ours watched it, um, Kat and Bossom. Mm-hmm. And I hope I said his name right. We just met him. I want to say yeah. it's Bassam. It's not Bassam, right? Cat? Bassam? <laughs> Did I say your Are name you wrong? His last name's Kado, I can tell you that. Yeah. It sure is fucking Kato. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like listening to him describe the movie of like how he perceived it, I was yeah. like, I'm not really in the, I'm not Russian to say yeah. this. I don't know. Have, did we go on that ride? No. No. Is that like a, in L.A. or something or California? No, ride? they oh. have they have it in in uh, Florida, but I don't know. Like I'm now, I'm going to go out on a twenty minute Disney tangent. Yeah. Um. Even then, before COVID, like now with COVID, it's like Hunger Games to get on rides. It's sure. even worse than it was. But before, it was just like I'm not that person that gets up rope drop and stays till the fireworks. I don't have that stamina for that kind of shit. Rope drop is that a Disney term? Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm a Disney World nerd, for those who don't know. I know everything Disney World. Um, And so it's just like, it's not, there's no way to fit all those rides in when half of them have waits that are over an hour. Yeah. So it's like, I have to go like, how much am I really going to get out of Jungle Cruise? Yeah. All right. So you get on the the boat. I don't imagine there's a big line for that, though. No, there is. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's an... I mean, especially now, I guess. Any ride that's like original to, to Disney in terms of like... Um, and when I say original, I don't mean like the, the original original was California, but um, like anything that's classic to the park, mm. people have to get on, mm. even though it's not really that great. Right. Like the um, the Animal Kingdom Safari. Like it's like, oh, yeah, there's animals, but it's not like I'm getting to hop out and interact with them. It's yeah. the same as any zoo when you do like a monorail and you're like, yeah. yeah, there they are. Yeah. And half of them come out and. Half of them don't, and then there's always, like, inevitably, there's a bunch of kids screaming whatever the animal is for 45 minutes the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Monkey! Monkey! Like, yeah, we get it! <laughs> Shut up! Um, and then, like, the Disney... I mean, this is this is sort of relative, though, to, to film and acting, is that the, the Disney cast members are so fucking over it. Yeah, I can imagine. Like... <laughs> they, like I have never experienced less enthusiasm on a ride because they have like they have like a scripted yeah 
kind of spiel. You're saying every day, all day. That you say all day, every day. And so you're supposed to be like escaping poachers. Mm. And I remember the last time I went on it, the actor was like, oh no, Matusu, they're on our tail. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and people were complaining, but I was like, that was hilarious. I'm yeah. sorry. But like, <laughs> I can't imagine how annoyed they must be to have to Seriously. do that every day. So, um, yeah. So I don't really bother with that stuff. So like Jungle Cruise is like, mm. mm-hmm. like if the the line was short and we were right there, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll go on. I ain't waiting no 75 minutes online for that. Yeah. Unless The Rock and Emily Blunt somehow, like if they do a cameo or something, they wind up on the boat. I'd be like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to go against my better judgment. Yeah. I don't know. Also, also on Disney News. Welcome to the Disney News podcast. Yeah. As if there aren't enough of those. Yeah. Uh, they for for the Star Wars. Is there fans, a lot of those? Oh yeah, there's oh. people talk about Disney all over the place. Oh. There's more <clears throat> Facebook pages and in Instagram pages than you can even imagine. They're on hmm. TikTok, everything, hmm. um, and YouTube. Forget it. There's complete channels dedicated to people that go to Disney several times a month. Jeez. Which I don't under like. Isn't that boring at that point? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're getting views and it's kind of your job, then... Yeah, I guess, but, like, I have a really hard time believing when they're like, OMG, I love being here. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be back. I'm like, really? You were just here three weeks ago. Like, (laughs) what the fuck is so different? Yeah. I don't think stuff even changes that much. Prices. Yeah, I guess, yeah. (laughs) Did you you wanted to come back when that same pocket of popcorn cost you $3 more? Okay. Uh, But anyway, they dropped the... Uh, the sort of conception and menu and crap or whatever for the Star Wars Hotel, which, by the way, uh, you will get to enjoy if you shit diamond fucking bricks because yeah. uh, not not gold ones. They're going to have to be diamond in mm. order to pay the $3,000 per person fee to sleep there. It's crazy. For two nights. So if you're a family of four, $12,000. Well, but what if you just I'm like, oh, it's just me, and then you just have your family come in? Where are they going to come into? Like, uh, I don't know how it's set up, you know. <laughs> it's a spaceship. Like, but I can see that like it'll just be one person. No, every everything is like magic banded in that. Oh, is it? I'm assuming so. They're not going to just let you traipse uh, through there and stay into a room. You think they're? Yeah, I just I I can see people like you know gaming the system right you're really gaming the system by handing them three thousand dollars to sleep in their bed what a genius when you when it could you be twelve thousand really, you really stuck it to the man there yeah. <laughs> by only spending three thousand dollars um okay so before we get to our view i i wanted to um go What'd over a bit do? of a story that uh that i had seen that was that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh so um, there was, I guess there was a bit of back and forth between, um, Ben Stiller and, uh, Franklin Leonard, okay. um, who, uh, Franklin Leonard was like the founder of, um, uh, the blacklist and, uh, has got an editor at Vanity Fair, I believe. Okay. Um, and so he had, I guess, tweeted something out and then Ben Stiller kind of responded to that. And then they kind of went politely went back and forth, but went back and forth about, the fact that uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter had sort of clapped back to claims of nepotism uh, because, of course, <clears throat> she's directing, I believe, a short film, mm-hmm. possibly. 
Um, and so when it was sort of brought to the surface that it's like, well, <clears throat> you know, this is this is sort of where the business uh, falls flat in ways in terms of nepotism and, uh, you know, in, in that entitlement, I guess, for the lack of a better term, you know, she went kind of charging in with like, I've worked really hard for everything that I've had to be here. And, oh, yeah. uh, which is like, okay, you know, <clears throat> Uh, but you are Steven Spielberg's daughter. Yeah, it's okay? hard to like. <laughs> it's really hard to, for you to have like a to know if that has opened doors for you. I mean, clearly it, it has and can, but we don't really know the. Well, it gets better. Okay, it gets better. Um, <clears throat> so the thing is, I don't doubt that. Like, I don't necessarily think that she rolled out of bed and they were like here, right? Sure. I'm not saying that. Although some people feel like it's that simple, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she. Uh, you know, that she hasn't honed her skills or done her homework or what have you. But you can't deny the fact that you your uh, your experience with hard work is still not as hard as somebody without that connection. Sure, yeah. You may have worked hard, but understand that someone without that clout had to work 10 times harder to get to that spot, mm -hmm. which just still f proves the point that you will never fully understand that experience because yeah. you won't ever have to go through it. Yeah. You are going to have your foot indoors because solely for being Steven Spielberg's daughter. And then a bunch of people <clears throat> kind of came in in comments and stuff saying, well, you know, uh, be that as it may, if you suck in this business and you can't wing it, then you're not going to survive. And I say fucking nay. Yeah. Okay. Because what that means, if you suck, you truly can't wing it. You're never going to get blockbuster budgeted films, right? Because nobody, unless your father funds it, mm -hmm. is going to, you know, throw $50 million at you if you are a horrendous director. However, what they will do is throw a million dollars at you consistently throughout your life. Yeah. And you'll get to make, uh, what's considered independent film yeah. and and that and you'll be able to make a career off of that yeah. just solely based off of your name you don't have to be good mm -hmm. um and this goes for anybody i mean i'm talking about her because this is who the you know the article was about this goes for anybody anybody whose child anybody's child yeah. in hollywood that uh, you know that that has massive clout and is an a-lister like that they're going to have that benefit that mm -hmm. other people will not have and the point is that they will have the opportunity to suck yeah. at least once, Yeah. right? But without that, we don't even have the option to show that we suck. Yeah. We can't even get to the point well, where we would be like, hey, we, 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 we're really bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll get that. I, I think a statement like that from somebody who clearly has clout, whether they worked hard or not, you know, by you saying that, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people will see that as like, well, I work hard too, but I'm not in the position, mm -hmm. you know? And so... Um, I get that, and, and and like you said, she may work very hard. Who knows? It, but it's not. But that's not something that you're always going to have to defend. That it's just the reality of the situation. You know, you're Steven Spielberg's daughter. Like, there's nothing you can't change that, and and that is a burden that she would have to bear if she wants to like be taken seriously on her own. Like, that's a huge shadow to get out of. You know. Well, she claims. So here's a, a quote. I acknowledge that I was born with privilege. I own that through and through. I make it my mission to bring new talent into the industry and give opportunities to artists of all backgrounds. Here's where I want to chime in. Okay. Um, here's where I want to chime in. Because uh, that, that, that all sounds really nice. 
until you go, huh. So Steven Spielberg's daughter is directing a screenplay written by Stephen King's son, starring Sean Penn's son. Uh, yeah. That's... Call me crazy. I'm failing to see the plethora of opportunity that you've offered the less fortunate. Yeah. That's where I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to, sh- you know, because a lot of, not a lot of times, but that, that, that keen eye and talent can be inherited. You know, there's people that, in, that are artists and their children are great artists or singers and their children are great singers. Mm. So, I'm not going to say, well, she shouldn't be allowed to make films because she's well, Steven course, yeah. Spielberg. Like, if she's good at it, then fuck yeah, she should be able to do it. But it's just the complete, like, oblivious yeah. uh, stance in life where you don't even realize that in your attempt to make a statement about inclusion and diversity, you are the most undiverse yeah. director by, like, if you, if your statement was fact, then you would have no-name actors. That is a perfect, perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to use your name in the best way yeah. and say, I'm going to find a no-name scriptwriter yeah. and a no-name actor, and I'm going to blow their asses up with me, Yeah, you know, and we're going to do this. Yeah. I would have had so much more respect for that. Mm-hmm. Instead, what she'll do is, uh, you know, she'll hire like um, a minority as the second AD and a grip, maybe yeah. a, a female here or maybe there. And it's like, yeah, well, th- that's Hollywood diversity, right? That's yeah. like where they're like, just stick somebody in here and we said that we did it. But it's like the whole point of that, you know, the focus is going to be on the actor, honestly. That's, you know, that's really where it goes. And the attention to the script is going to be because it was Stephen King's son. So now people are going to want to see, can Stephen King's son write the way his father yeah, does? Yeah. You know, so, but like, you know, if you're going to get offended to the point of having to clap back about it, I mean, you you got to have like your, your T's yeah. crossed. <laughs> throw Sean yeah. Penn's kid at me and yeah. Stephen King's kid at me and like huh yeah it's just like all the yeah that's that is kind of it's funny. like a rich kid's short film you know? yeah. <laughs> like, what? you yeah. lost me nepotism the film nepotism the Spielberg version yeah uh, Spielberg edition um yeah so I mean like does any of this surprise me no this is the business it's always been like that mm-hmm. you know, the people that are connected get you know and um there's, I'm not going to name names, but there's tons of directors out there, directors, actors that are not good. You know, they're not really great at what they do, but yeah. they still do it because they can. And they make lots of money. And they make lots of money. And, and they have the emotional range of a carrot. Yeah. And it's like. A carrot. <laughs> we like vegetables as references. I'm yeah. always like, oh, this looks like it was filmed on a potato. And now I'm yeah. going to use that. The range of a carrot. Um yeah, like forget it. If some if somebody threw fifty thousand dollars at us and we didn't make something absolutely amazing, they'd be like, "You're done in this business. Seriously, like, never happening for you again. You wasted fifty thousand dollars." But a celebrity's kid could drop like completely drop the ball on twenty million, and they're like, well, "You'll get them next time." They were having a bad day. Yeah, you'll get them next it's time. A bad day. It was the actor's fault. They yeah. hired a no name actor. Look what they yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> that actor was non union. Yeah. See what happens? You can't fix bad acting in post. Uh, no, you can't. Um, so yeah, that was that was just a bit of news to chew on that I, I, I was reading and I was like, this is interesting. I mm. wonder what other people think of this. Um Yeah. There's a, another piece of news. Oh. It's it's not it's just like kind of whatever because it's big, but like uh Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I just assume everybody saw yeah. that at this point. 
Yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, because I mean, I know how you feel about her and I feel very similar, but it's like um, it's an interesting kind of thing to see where this goes. You know, the lawsuit's like whatever. I don't know. I think someone else sued over the whole home streaming thing. Mm -hmm. And and I think they won. Um, But it's interesting, interesting to see how they'll respond, because, you know, I assume that they're going to start changing contracts that allows the the. yeah. Production company to say, well, if we want to stream it, then we can. If For not, sure, then yeah. whatever. And, you know, a lot of these actors, you know, your Robert Downey Juniors and all these, mainly like your big Star Wars Marvel actors were who are getting parts of the proceeds, you know. So it's really hard for me to f- feel bad for her or anybody when it's like, oh, you didn't make an extra 20 million off the 10 mm-hmm. million you already made. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, if somebody came to me and said, hey, we're going to give you this yeah. to do that and and then they don't hold up their end of the bargain it's mm-hmm. like well what the fuck like yeah. so um yeah it's especially a company like disney that, yeah, that yeah. certainly uh you know has the money yeah so it's interesting to see how this will, will all pan out in the long run not necessarily this specific lawsuit because i assume she'll win but um you know to see what they're going to do with that going forward and and how this is going to play with the whole streaming and being in theaters on the same day thing if that's still gonna be you know a thing and and it's just uncertain because we don't know where we'll be in three months you know if delta gets out of control and everyone's like i don't want to go to theaters anymore Mm -hmm. you know so and i just thought it was interesting to kind of see how it how it would affect the um because it is high profile so it'll see interesting to see how it affects the um contract negotiations for actors in those movies yeah I, I think that um, from from what little I read of it, uh, something that was being pointed out was sort of Disney's uh, seemingly misogynistic type of wording and approach to it. Like, uh-huh. would they have been as uh, scolding? I guess they were kind of like scolding in the the way that they had their, the, in their response. Like, would they have done that if that was? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that, Chris Evans, you know, or something, yeah, yeah, like um, both this, people I love, but the, still, the movie is called Black Widow. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it is about her, so yeah, yeah. like, it's not like, um, you know, she was like a like a day player, you know, that popped out and got angry about it. It's like, well, you know, r- regardless of how you feel about her, I mean, she was the star of that film, and mm. it's named after her character. And yeah. um, if they reneged on something, then this is. This is how it works. You, yeah. know, you get sued. That's just what people do, and yeah. for better or worse. I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly understand that. Like, boo-hoo. It's it's a first world problem at best, and it's a and it's a an, a wealthy first world, like the the top tier yeah. echelon one percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a one percent issue that it's like I, I'm I'm not losing sleep for her in any by any means, but um, when you couple it with the fact that it's a a rich person battling and even richer company it's like yeah. well i certainly don't feel bad for them either you know yeah. like it, you know yeah it was just a, it's just like if we like like if i was supposed to be paid ten thousand dollars for a job and i got paid eight thousand dollars and i still got close to ten thousand dollars but i'd be like yeah no we said ten yeah i mean <laughs> yeah yeah we still said 10 and you can't just like and change someone doesn't, that doesn't have that it's like well you got eight that's yeah, better than exactly. i got nothing right yeah. exactly and somebody could be like you know i'm barely making minimum wage here like i feel yeah. so sorry for you but yeah um yeah so we'll we'll see how all of that pans out i don't know 
I feel like it's going to be really kind of hush. They'll be like, oh, yeah, they settled sure. for an undisclosed amount yeah. and, you know, everybody will move out, move on and they'll probably, well, she's dead, right? So yeah, she's not. They won't. That but makes they, me they wonder if her, her character wasn't dead, if she'd still be suing. Mm. Yeah, because she's, unless they do. But the, they'll, they'd, if there's a spinoff, they're going to be using her likeness, won't they? There's still like the royalties, I guess. Well, no. Because I mean, she still she's... exists in the universe. Yeah, unless they did a film that went back in time and she was in it again, you know. Like some kind of prequel. Well, no, like at story. the end of the movie where she is dead, they're still referencing her, or they have a oh, picture yeah. of her up, or something. Yeah. I mean, there's still going to be her likeness in future things, yeah, possibly. But, that's, but Disney owns that, so yeah, true. Um, okay, so we finally watched the hunt, which we were waiting to watch when it was supposed to originally drop. There was all kinds of drama around that because there had been like a shooting, and so of course, like this isn't this is uh, um. This is a courtesy that I'll never really understand where it's like, oh, there was a shooting or there was like mass violence. So we're not going to drop this movie that's about shooting or mass violence. It's like that does nothing. Yeah. This is going to change nothing. There's tons of other movies coming out yeah. about shootings and mass violence that have guns or whatever. Like, yeah. They're going to take take down all the films on Netflix that the, have shooting. In this them. is like the whole video game heavy metal influence thing, you know, yeah. where it's like, no, that has not, that I can guarantee you that this school shooting, not that I'm saying that's what it was, I don't remember what it was, but like this mass shooting didn't take place because your movie came out and you're, and you uh, pausing that release and putting that on hold will make absolutely no difference at all. Plus it, 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 it almost lends credence to that, philosophy that right you know because you're like well there's a shooting so we don't want to release a film about shooting and it's like well so the two are correlated is that what you're saying right you know yeah and if you if you really think that shootings are that terrible then why would you make this movie yeah yeah i mean that kind of says more that you made the movie and i i think you should make the movie but i'm just saying you know there's the irony in that of being like oh this is so terrible like then why would you make that if you really think those things i don't think anybody that you know, I mean, clearly those the people that are involved in, in the shooting are going to be very sensitive about it. They're not going to go see the movie. I don't think they're going to give a shit. I yeah. think if, if my family member died in a mass shooting, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they released The Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's really the last thing on my mind, yeah. especially when there's so much violence everywhere. Yeah. What? Especially this specific film, because it's 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 satirical, you know, it's almost to me, it's almost a comedy, you know? Yeah. Okay, so, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. So um, naturally, we really wanted to see this film, um, and ninety percent of that was because of Betty Betty Gilpin. For me personally, I'm going to say if she wasn't in this film. If, I would yeah. I would not have watched it. If, if maybe if it was another yeah. actress that we you know we really liked, but if uh, if this was Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> for instance, uh, I wouldn't like. I, I just wouldn't have really had an interest in this. It, mm-hmm. it was like nah. Um, but I love. Betty, like I love Betty Gilpin, so mm-hmm. I was like, I have to. We've been following Betty Gilpin since like the Nurse Jackie days. Yeah. Like we wanted yeah, yeah. to see her like blow up because I was like, this girl is so good. Why is she not like all over the place? Yeah. Um, and so now that she's been getting you know some momentum, I'm like, I will watch. She's my Shyamalan. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna watch yeah. whatever Betty Gilpin does. Yep. Um. So also, it was I didn't know Hillary Swank was in this, who is also I a very good actor. So yeah. I do like her. Um, so that was kind of like a pleasant surprise because I was like, oh, okay, Hilary Swank's really good. Um, the director is Craig Zobel, who I, there are a couple of his films that I've, that I've enjoyed. My favorite of his was Compliance, which came out a gajillion mm. years ago, which was an amazing 
film. So many people have not heard of it. Yeah. It was based on a true story, which is unfreaking believable when you read the story and you're like, you watch the movie and you're like, there's no way this was real life. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way these people actually did these things yeah. and fell for this, but they did. Um, and the writers were uh, Nick Cuse and Damon, Damon Lindelof. Oh, um, Lindelof, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, H- uh, Hilary Swank uh, was one of the actors in there. Uh, Betty Gilpin, obviously. Uh, Ike uh, Barinholtz, Wayne Duvall, uh, Ethan Supley. Is it Supley? I don't know. I always never know how to say his name. Uh, Emma Roberts was in it for like a hot second. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It, so, oh gosh, I don't know. I I don't know how. Like, I didn't hate the movie. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was bad. Well, but... I, there was a there was a big controversy about the movie. Um, Aside from the violence, yeah, thing? Oh, about okay. the political leanings of oh, it and stuff. Oh, okay. So, I feel like I a lot of why it was pushed back and shelved was because of the 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 pushback from I don't know if it was the left or the right or who. It's all just garbage. But like. Um, somebody on one of the sides was really upset or people or whatever. And I feel like that led it to being more shelved. Well, so here's what, here's the, the part that on at face value might seem surprising is that it seems like it's a right leaning film that that's the satire in it, right? Where the left are sort of, um, painted in this really negative light, but the satire in it for me was that it was, it mirrored the right. So it was like, if the left acted the way the right acted, this is what we would have kind of thing. And I, I feel, I feel like it took shots at both sides for me personally. Well, I was going to say, I feel like they, 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 they they were, I don't know, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like painting the both sides in a bit. You know, you had yeah. the left who, the, quote unquote, the left, the liberals who yeah, were but they, murderers. Like, yeah, Hillary Swang's character was left, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, if, you, if you're if you watching it and, and you don't, you're not too sharp, yeah. you might be like, oh, they're saying all Democrats are bad or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, no, no. But they don't paint the right in a very good intelligent no, picture either. So no, it's they like, don't. But they, but they paint... They paint the right in this really stereotypical way yeah. that they then sort of that like Betty Gilpin's character sort of gets to um, I don't know sort of gets the laugh la- last laugh if you will yeah. sort of uh, um, and someone might paint that as like this actually being right leaning but it's it's a shot at both sides it's just a yeah. shot at politics and how people respond and behave and, yeah. and jump to conclusions and all you know all of these things and. Um, I thought the story itself was, it was pretty predictable most of the time. Like, you knew who you couldn't trust. Like, once yeah. she was hanging out with that guy, I'm like, I don't, you yeah. know. I was like, and then, like, she shoots him, and I'm like, oh, they're going to make it so that he actually wasn't bad, but she didn't know who yeah. to trust. And um, I knew once they got in that car with the guy, I was like, yeah. this is going to, this is not going to end well. Um, it had, it like, just, the best scene in it. Which one? When she grabbed the the side and like twisted around to kick the guy. Oh yes, I don't that was know. Amazing. She made a face. So Betty Kil- Betty Gilpin is officially like the queen of head making. Like I know, I know that sounds terrible, but I'm gonna explain what that means for me in my world. Making heads means like when you're really good at facial expressions. Okay, yeah. don't take that to another place. Shame on you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and my friends and I in high school always referred to that as making heads, like someone who just could not contain their facial expressions she makes the best faces yeah i've ever seen on anyone like she 
and but and not like she can't control it. It's it's intentional. Like yeah, she yeah. did it for the character. She made the weirdest face before she sidekicks this guy. We were laughing. So like the most comical parts of it was her mannerisms. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. the mannerisms that she gave the character. So yeah. did I love this film? No. Would I watch it again? No. But I loved her in it. Yeah. I thought she 100% saved this film, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And the, the fight scene at the end was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, yeah, this movie is all, all about her. But I, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, it just was like, just, okay, that happened. You know, I remember hearing so many, so much controversy about it. There was like the shooting thing and the political thing. So I'm like, I'm ready to like see some kind of, you know, film that is painting pol- politics as, you know, one side of politics as some like crazy thing. And I'm looking at, I'm watching it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really see it. It's, it's satirical, first of all. Yeah. It's a film, second of all. And um, like, get over yourself. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a silly movie that's like, you know, fun or whatever. It's not like any kind of, I don't think it, it's, I don't think there's some deeper message in there. There is clearly a message about politics and and everything, but it's not, I don't think it takes a huge stance either way, personally. No. You know, and so it, it's just ridiculous to see people, people just get love getting upset. And this was years ago too. This film was well, made a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, this this was put on this the the hold on this was pretty massive. And yeah. then when they finally dropped it, um, we were like on the fence, like, do we want to rent this or like do we want or buy it? I think at that point. Yeah. And so now you know it's it's available. So like, well, we're definitely going to watch it because I I wanted to see Betty Gilpin's performance. And um, for me, she was one hundred percent what made the movie. Um, I I think that sometimes. I felt like they weren't heavy-handed enough with the satire in terms of mm. like when things would happen to them, like physically happen to them, like when the guy, the person kept falling in the hole, the woman like kept falling in that hole. Oh yeah, you know, like oh. <clears throat> I wish there was more of like that Evil Dead kind of yeah yeah feel to it, um, because there were times where it was like it felt a little too serious for me. Yeah. Maybe a little. Well, just but not in terms of the um, the I, message. Just in terms of no, the actual filmmaking. Yeah, like I wish the, it was sillier. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked for it to have been a little sillier. Yeah, yeah when she she fell in this hole of like spikes, but then like they pulled her out. Yeah, and <laughs> then she, she, was she gets blown blown back in or yeah. something like. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She gets she gets pulled out and then blown up and then the top half of her winds yeah. up back into the hole you know things like that i thought would have been yeah I f- yeah I, I definitely agree I, f- I think leaning a little bit more into the absurd would have yeah. made the film a lot better yeah yeah i would have liked because the comedy was like just enough and i, I would have liked for it to push a little yeah. bit more because when it was spin. funny it worked well yeah but then they would be yeah then they'd be like serious and like oh they're in a different country and blah blah, blah. yeah the the that that element of it is actually what i I think I just didn't like about it. Yeah. I wish they had been just straight up like a comedic heart. Tucker and Dale it. That's what I would have yeah. loved. Like this movie w- is was basically like a toned down political version of Tucker and Dale. Like yeah. so in the same thing, right? Because they judged these two characters who mm-hmm. weren't who they thought they were. And then mm-hmm. they were all hurting themselves trying yeah. to prove that. And so it's basically political Tucker and did Dale. They just ever, not did they as... ever settle if, if Betty Gilpin's character was the person that... Hillary she Frank said she, she wasn't. wasn't. Well, she, they did the whole thing when they talked about uh, Ed or whoever that guy was. Is like maybe, maybe not. And then she said the same thing: maybe, maybe not. But I don't know if after the fight scene was over, if there was a hint at if she, 
I felt like she was not the person that Hillary Swank thought she, she was. She said that to her at the end, right, right before Hillary Swank died, when she said, "Are you re- were you really this person? And she said, no. Yeah. And, you know, was she lying? I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I, it would make more sense if she weren't, because then it's like you would be leaning towards the fact that Betty Gilpin did have this really, like, ass backwards mentality she didn't strike me as the kind of person that gave enough shits about that yeah like she was just looking to survive yeah and so yeah i don't see her like outside of that i don't see her really being like this QAnon type crazy yeah. person um maybe you know who knows but um it's it just she just struck me as like when yeah, people that... were getting like political about stuff she's like i'm just trying not to die right now yeah, <laughs> like yeah. so um but she she did such a good job in the the the, the physical aspect of the part I and mean, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of flipping and running and fighting and yeah. it's just a lot of violence and the fight scene at the end with with obviously spoilers the fight scene between her and Hillary Swank is um pretty impressive i thought mm-hmm. you know it was you know it's over the top and destructive for the safe, sake of being destructive in terms of their environment and you know yeah. smashing through things and so not uh, just like in every film, like the injuries never matching the actual yeah. uh, violence that took yeah. place, you know. So it's like somehow people are going through like like plate glass windows and like they kind of have a scratch. The fact that Betty Gil- Betty Gilpin got stabbed, then got on a plane afterwards. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> Um, and but if this had really pushed more towards the comedic satire, that would have been like, yeah, of course. <clears throat> what is that? Oh. Sorry. Of course, that's where they went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but since they teetered yeah. that line, it was like, well, I mean, that's not going to happen, though. Yeah. I mean, she needs to be in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think the reason why I would recommend, I'm going to recommend her for Betty Gilpin alone if you haven't watched her or you're not a big fan and you don't know much about her like you should. Um, but the reason why I don't dislike this movie more is because I felt like it had so much potential with the yeah. satire aspect. I think it could have been yeah. really good yeah. if they Tucker and Dale it. Yeah. They really, yeah, they really needed to lean into that, but. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth a watch. It's not something like to what you said. I, I, I wouldn't sit here and watch it over and over again, but I definitely am glad I watched it and I would recommend people watch it just for her alone and for the the satire parts that work really well. If somebody so, were to edit together a video of just Betty Gilpin's parts, I would watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, just give me whatever she's in. I'll watch that. Yeah. She's just so good. Mm-hmm. She's really good. And um, yeah, so that's it. That's all we got, really. Yeah. That's all we have. I don't know. Like, again, every week... We don't know what the hell is happening. It's the summer. This is what happens. This is our summer vibe. Mm-hmm. We're very flighty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are busy, obviously. So we do a lot of reviews during the summer. And we'll be kicking back into having a bunch of guests uh, pretty soon, hopefully. One more month of, like, actual summer, summer. Yeah. <sighs> Feels like the summer's been lasting a while. It has been lasting a century. Yeah. I feel like we've been in summer for a hundred years. Yeah. And I'm over it. And then winter is gonna come and I'm gonna be like, I'm over this. Yeah. So I can't be pleased. Yeah. Fall never lasts long enough. Fall's like three days. Fall and spring, yeah. <laughs> it's like three days of fall. It's and it's like and it's winter. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Those cute little light jackets that you buy, I feel like you never get to wear them for very long mm. because they they're never they never coincide with what the weather is actually yeah, right. doing. Damn nature. 
So I don't know if there's anything that's coming out that we're really like pressing to see. I'm sure there is, but my brain's not working today. Mm. Um, but if you have something that you'd like us to see, then, you know, Send shoot it, it our away. Way. Send it our way. We'll, we'll give it a gander and, uh -huh. and we'll let you know. Um, and then we have a shout out. The MoGraph, yeah. Yeah, to the MoGraph. We'll be on the show on the 3rd, September 3rd. You also re released an NFT, actually, with um, Tori Bryant. Yeah, Tori Bryant. We released one on um, Friday mm -hmm. and uh, had already sold. So yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun. Where can people find all your stuff if they'd like to? Um, Tell us, Paul. Well, just go to my Twitter. Just go to your Twitter? Yeah, all my stuff's there. What's it's your right, Twitter? It's Send3Paul. Ah. S-E-N, the number three, Paul. Fascinating. Yeah. You got you to gotta network that, you know. This is... 50% your show so you get to yeah I mean I feel like I I, I live two lives where I have you my, definitely do have my uh, nft 3d world and then I have my filmmaking world listen the filmmaking filmmaking is your main bitch and then nft became your side piece I don't know yeah. how that happens but it did yeah and I feel like you know I mean that's a broader conversation where <laughs> you have like because I do a lot of side work right because I, I I'm you know I do 3d work and and motion graphics and stuff and I feel like there's so many people out there, especially clients, but I think people in general, when they know that you do many things, um, it's almost like a, a, a they, people want to associate you with one thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're a filmmaker, you're a 3D artist. And it's like, well, no, I can I can do both and I enjoy doing both. So um, so you need a pseudonym? Well, I, no, I don't think so. I just wish that people can, can appreciate somebody for the multitude of things they do and still appreciate what it is that they have in common with that person, mm -hmm. you know, uh, without taking anything away from it. Clients I get. Clients just want to hire the best person for the job. And if they know that you do a ton of things, sometimes, not always, but sometimes that can be like, well, if you do all these things, I need someone that just does this so they're the best at it or whatever. So they think that you're not really giving it yeah. your all. Yeah, because well, you do other things. I think that... Um I, like I don't mean this. I don't mean this to sound like it, for this to be like with conceit, but I I just think that you underestimate what an overachiever you are. Like the average person doesn't try to be as good as you are at multiple things. That doesn't come without a price. I'm not saying that like you walk on water. <clears throat> lots of things have. <laughs> <laughs> lots of things you've had to sacrifice. Lots of things in your life. Yeah. Uh, because of your obsessive behavior and yeah that's and the thing that so, like, i think it's people not without people fault. like get confused like i enjoy making things obviously i enjoy they think creating. that you wake up and you're like pachow nfts yeah. <laughs> a lot of times believe it or not a lot of times it's it's yeah it's it's to your point it's it's more of an obsession than this desire to create beautiful things every day like i I'd have that. I want everything I make, I want it to be to look really good and be better than the last thing I made of whatever it is. Obviously, there's that creative drive I have, but there's also the obsessive side of it where, you know, I'm obsess obsessing over details in 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 things that nobody gives two fucks about. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm going to spend 3 days making sure that this thing that no 3 one days. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Three, so there's, I wish it was three days. So it's a blessing and a curse, you know. It's a blessing in that, like, I have this drive to, like, want to learn things. And if I want to learn how to do something, I have the drive to sit down and figure it out and make it work and, and learn it. But at the same time, my brain's racing at night because I have a thing that's left undone or something, you know. Yeah, so, you're weird. Yeah. Um, anyway. I don't know. I think you should you should have considered a pseudonym. You could have been like, like, you need to have, like, a Richard Bachman to your Stephen King. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess. Just, it's something to chew on. Anyway. Well, Send 3 Paul has kind of become the, the that. and Send 3 Paul used to be film and then it well, became Well, but, but Send 3 Productions is film, you know, it's because it's us. It's not just me. So oh, my, no. but I my... don't know why anybody would connect Send 3 Paul <laughs> to Send 3 con- Productions. Wozers. That's a, that's like two completely nobody's different gonna, worlds. Nobody's going to crack that code. But it's but the You're filmmaking. Need Inspector Gadget himself to get that one. But the filmmaking thing is is us, whereas you know anything that's related to me as like a DP individually is just my name, right? Which is also the name of the company you make films with. Well, no, it's like Paul Robinson dot film is like where all yeah, my... but send three Paul. Yeah, anyway, yeah. this is I know you guys are like, can you just do this off air, please? Is this <laughs> over? I want it to be over. It We're is just padding over. out the episode so it doesn't seem so short. <laughs> it's it's over and you can go about your business and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We love